What's bonkin' everybody, and welcome to Take Your Time, a Persona 5 Strikers podcast where we play Persona 5 Strikers along with this in-game calendar date, sort of. I'm Tom Marks, joined as always by Jonathan Norbush. Jonathan! Tom, every time you say bonkin', I resist the urge to do like a, a hammer, like bonk uh, motion <laughs> toward you on camera. Like I wish I could kind of reach through the screen, just do like a bonk, but it doesn't work. And I always feel weird about it, so I'm bringing it up now to feel less weird. I appreciate you resisting that urge. Thank you. Well, we'll see what happens next week. You're going to put it in in post now? <laughs> That's where all our CG budget goes, of course. Yes. Yeah, 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 of course. Uh, we've got a fun episode this week because there's a ton of story stuff to dive into. Uh, this is a funny sort of thing. We mentioned this before. We're going up through, we've decided the cutscene. This is, there's like a beach cutscene in Okinawa. We're going to include that in this conversation because from this point on for the next, like, without spoiling anything, it gets a little bit messier. The lines get a little bit blurrier. So probably we're going to give you like an indication of where we're going to stop for the next week. But then at the beginning of the episode have to sort of say, okay, this is where we're actually going to (laughs) probably stop. Um, Because it's not quite as cut and dry anymore uh, as we'll see actually next week more than this week. But we do get a ton to talk about uh, August 13th through part of the 17th. And uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. But we have some housekeeping to to finish up before that. First of all, the quiz. I asked uh, the most succinct way to put it. Why are you fighting Mothmen for ramen? Uh, and I said specifically there is an item in one of the descriptions, basically, of this quest that names an item <laughs> that you need that is not a real item. A couple people got this correct. Jonathan, did you have an idea of what item you were you were harvesting from Mothmen to make compression sleeves for a man to make you ramen? <laughs> um, you know, I didn't, so I'm just going to say Mothmen wing tendons. Okay. Uh, you know, because it, it it helps create sort of a sleeve. You string them all together. It, it's yeah. tight and it's compressed because they're tendons. They're from the wings of men who are moths. That makes sense, <laughs> right? Well, that would make sense. Uh, unfortunately, I asked this question because the answer makes no sense. Perfect. A <laughs> shock, I tell you. <laughs> Hapzax and Elek both got this right in the comments at youtube.com slash dronology. Uh, I will read to you the description for the request that Sophia gives you, which is defeat Mothmen, defeat 10 Mothmen with Sophia specifically. Uh, Sophia, the request is called, uh, is from Sophia, eyes bigger than her stomach. Uh, the description is, the quickest route to meal tickets for the renowned Sapporo Ramen would be to assist the pharmacy manager. Providing the, all ca- or capital letters, supple tentacles of ten shadows ought to do the trick. You know, I think I remember this now that you say it. I do think I remember reading about those tentacles. Yeah. The supple tentacles of Mothmen. Mm. Yes. As we all know, the Mothmen are just weird hentai creatures. No, what? What? Why did you go there? Well, because that's, I mean, is you know, uh, <laughs> it's very early in the morning, so naturally. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a very strange sort of thing, and I just I was so tickled by that. I wonder if this is one of those things where like the translation was different, or yeah. the the creature they had you fighting was different, or something. Right? I don't know. Maybe but the supple tentacles. Maybe the tentacles are invisible. Maybe. 
Maybe. Uh, we got a few other comments. Uh, do you, Jonathan, do you want to read the top comment that I put in there? I can, yes. Thank you, as always, to everyone who is writing in. Uh, we also got some responses uh, from Spotify, mostly just me asking how people felt about uh, the most recent jail. I keep wanting to say palace. I hope I didn't write palace in the question. But anyway, this comment from uh, YouTube, the Blue Golden Hawk, said, For Bond skills... Avenger is very useful, especially when maxed, because I believe it helps you auto-evade some attacks and you will do an auto-counter-attack, usually stunning the enemy, which is extremely helpful. I don't think I know about that one. Yeah, the auto-evade thing is... it. It's one of the... Well, the, the funny thing about that, right, is that it is one of those ones that doesn't, like... It doesn't intuitively say that you're going to do those things, right, mm -hmm. from by unlocking the skill. I yeah. think... I can't remember what this one starts as, um, but yeah, it, it, it's like, it, it, it's one of those ones that evolves a little bit as you unlock it, and that's like, good. It is just, it's just a good ability, so thank you for that shout out. <laughs> yeah, I mostly have stuck to, I think, the shop ones, uh, I've done some health and SP at this point of like, boosting the party's like, base, you get like, plus five in each of those. Um, but yeah, I haven't messed around with too many of the ones that I like, don't know how helpful it's going to be. Uh, oh, I, maybe that one does mention the counterattack. I, I, th some, some of them do that thing where the, like the very first one is not the same as like the, what it upgrades into. Maybe I'm wrong about this. I'll shut maybe. up. But, uh, it just also, uh, as it came up both in the YouTube comments and the Spotify comments, a, a hearty hee ho to everyone out there, uh, for this <laughs> week's episode. Hoo boy. Thank you. Thank you for committing to that bit. Of course. Uh, yeah. So the I, we would love to hear also just kind of generally if you don't if you aren't um, focusing on min maxing right what what bond skills are interesting y'all that we maybe we haven't talked about it's yet because we've talked yeah. about some of our favorites and some some of the ones to prioritize. Blue Golden Hawk I believe also mentioned like something that I've sort of. Uh, agree with or haven't or haven't focused myself which is that all the stat ones at the top are just like really low amounts of stats it right? is yeah i didn't i put like one in and i'm like why am i doing this i don't think this is helpful right I, like i've done the health and sp like i was saying because that feel like five sp to everyone is a decent chunk and if you do that yeah. a couple times like that's another spell twice you know uh but everything else i did like one attack and then i was like wait why am i doing this <laughs> yeah when you have like 30 attack or whatever having yeah. one extra is not and it doesn't scale well right later yeah. into the game yeah. so yeah it's it it's interesting not that that means you shouldn't do it or can't do it or anything like that play the game you want to play the way you want to play it no play it the way we're it. telling you <laughs> yeah come on but Tom. i'm interested in what other bond skills interest people for as sure well yeah uh should we jump into it though let's do it we got a, a lot to talk about yeah, August 13th is where we start. We left off uh, in Sapporo, about to go on a 21-hour drive with Zenkichi to uh, to first Kyoto and then Okinawa. I, I do got to say, at the top of the show, one, I can't believe they played this out in real time, and it's a 21-hour chunk of the game. It's very impressive. <laughs> um, but two, I was so wrong about the game last week. I don't know if you remember. 
I don't. At the oh, end the- yes, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. The, and you totally didn't give it away, but at the end of the episode, I was like, and then that's going to be the jail, and then we're going to go to another jail, and then finally yeah. we'll get there, and nope, we just, <laughs> we blaze well, past It's because that's how they set it up in the beginning, where yeah. you're like, we're going to Sapporo, and we're going to hit jails on the way, and who knows what we'll find, and then you do that, and then now it's like, okay, we're driving twice the distance we have already, and... We're not going to find a single jail along the way. We're just going to get there. Don't worry about it. We're even going to skip a day. Yep. We're covering nearly all of Japan. Yeah. But no jails. Goodbye. I just, it, it was so funny to me as like it went through it so quickly. I was like, oh, I, and obviously there's some story stuff to talk about along the way. That's very oh, yeah. important. But just in terms of like the pattern of the game, I was so thrown because I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. And this is, again, not to give anything away, but this is where the game starts to buck its own pattern a little bit. Uh, in terms of stuff like that, of not, you know, not not making Kyoto a jail and not making a random city on the way a jail and all that. Which I think is good. I think it's needed. Yeah. At this point, yeah. so yeah. Yeah, it could very easily have fallen into a rhythm where you're like, okay, let's, let's, let's get going. Let's get yeah. going. Um, and it doesn't do that. So, you leave Tokinawa. Uh, the next kind of scene is in the evening uh, in the car, Zenkichi has been driving for a super long time. Makoto and Joker are basically like, hey man, you uh, you need a break or something? But he's apparently a great driver uh, and says, you know, there's a lot of like funny moments of like, you kids shouldn't be worrying about an adult. Like I used to drive a patrol car, it's all okay. And we get this sort of prolonged conversation between Makoto and Zenkichi um, with Joker chiming in here and there when you're allowed to uh but the the basically the the relationship here uh, is that zenkichi is a cop right Mm -hmm. and makoto is uh and zenkichi is a cop as we learn very quickly after so i will just spoil this now we don't know this at this moment but he's a cop who has a daughter at home who he is leaving to go off and and do other do his work right and doesn't see whereas Makoto had that exact experience as the daughter with her father, right? Yeah. And so this is this very interesting thing about, you know, they talk about cop stuff and Zenkichi is like really negative on the cops, right? Oh, yeah. He is like, don't do this. My life is a shit. Like, it's it's very, yeah. there's a, a lot of self-hatred he needs to go to therapy for here, I think. <laughs> yeah. Is, is what this conversation communicated to me. Yeah, he, he talks about how like, Makoto is talking about, like, how she wants to be a police officer, and Zakichi's basically like, well, don't. It sucks. You don't get to be with your family. You have to put the job first all the time. Like, it is... It is awful. You should not want to do this. (laughs) It's, like, very funny that he is just, like, straight up saying that to her. Um, And he has a moment that we then figure out later why he's asking this, but basically he asks Makoto, like, Hey, how did you feel about your dad never being there because he had to go do cop stuff all of the time? And, like, it seems like kind of an innocent question at the time, but immediately takes on more meaning the next day when we learn about his daughter. Yeah, and we've, you know, had those hints that there was someone at home. I think I assumed it was a daughter, if only because this did not seem like the type of game where we'd be talking about a character like going through divorce. Sure. (laughs) Like if his marriage was on the rocks, it would just feel like a weird thing to have in here. Whereas like the, the parent child relationship thing is obviously a core part of a lot of their, uh, 
lives of, of the Phantom Thieves. So it made a little yeah. more sense that it was a child of some kind. And they leave it, they kind of try to leave it ambiguous, right? Like the whole, like, he got hung up on, someone called him the night before, they're really mad at him, that whole thing. Yeah. Uh, it, it could be like a jilted lover or something like that, but no, it's just his kid giving him shit. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Then, just, in, just in terms of, like, the level to which he it, he calls the cops spineless oh, yeah. dogs, uh, which is, is a hell of a level. But yeah, I just... I, All of them are spineless dogs, including the one when I look in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, real gritty. Yeah. It, it, it suddenly goes into, like, taxi driver level of seriousness <laughs> from him. I'm like, wow, okay, yeah. dude. Um, but no, like, I enjoyed it, especially as someone who obviously, you know, loved Makoto in the first game and dated Makoto. Um, I just, I think there's a a lot of great parallels that obviously we're getting into here that make it feel like it's going to be the Makoto chapter going forward. I don't know if that's true because my plans clearly keep going out the window. Um, <laughs> but I, I like the sort of path we get on here for how much of a Makoto focused chapter this ends up being. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's another great example of this game using its characters incredibly well. It's yeah. like, the best way I can describe it is it doesn't feel like the writers have changed between games, right? Which absolutely can happen between sequels and can even more so happen between spin-offs. But it's oh, like yeah. the like the people writing this game very clearly understand these characters and the journeys they've already been on. And so to have Makoto be such a wonderful parallel to Zenkichi and his situation in this in this moment is like really it's just really good writing it is no, just totally. very good writing <laughs> i'm trying to look just if anyone was sort of like shared among the two at least like credited and obviously i'm working off of mm. wikipedia so it might be incorrect but um... yeah and and it could not be it could be i'm, I'm i don't know that for sure but it, the the point the major point is that it does feel like the writers are understand and are very familiar with the first game and what the characters have gone through Absolutely. in a way that it, you can't really take for granted in cases like this, to be honest. No, totally. Yeah, there's a, an easy path that could have gone down to not feel as authentic as it does. And I, yeah, that's a huge, I, a huge sign, I think, of what what's being accomplished here, and probably my favorite part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other kind of moment in terms of this that is worth calling out is Zenkichi talking about you know how they're all spineless dogs. Like he he mentions basically that. I think it's important to mention at least that he calls out that like cops are held back by, you know, bureaucracy or their bosses or orders. And he's just like, we just have to follow orders. We can't actually do like in this, like the more power someone has, the quicker they are to escape justice. Right. Like he, he very much feels like, <laughs> like he's expressing things kind of that the phantom thieves have expressed before. Right. Of like, you know, sometimes the the systems just can't get justice, you know? And so it's like, it's it's going that direction in a very like, oh man, you like really don't like the system you work for, do you? Yeah, yeah. It's very much the, he, he leans toward that and hints at that of like a, I, even to a certain level of, I wonder, and obviously there are probably cultural differences here at play, but it's one of those things where it's like, he so clearly despises the framework around which he does his work that it's almost like, do, do you not want to just look for something else to do? um but uh yeah yeah no it's definitely whether he knows it or not he clearly feels very similarly to them right uh then he tells them to get some sleep because it's late they got a long drive so 
that's the end of that scene. You wake up in the morning and everyone is extremely bored. Uh, I like this little moment where Futaba is literally like, Ryuji, dance for me. <laughs> like, entertain us, monkey. Yep. It was really funny. It was just, it, it's very, they have a, obviously for me, I read her and Joker as like brother and sister, but there is this like brother and sisterly bond between her and, and Ryuji that, again, like you were saying, to see it kind of carry through from the first game is very fun to see play out yeah. here. Yeah. Uh, Zenkichi's phone rings. Joker says, oh, I'll answer it. And he says, okay, keep it quick. And it is a young girl on the fo- uh, on the phone who immediately, without Joker being able to say a word, starts tearing into Zenkichi, being like, it's noon, where are you? How could you miss it? Today is the day we're supposed to visit mom's grave. Like, why aren't you here? And Joker's like, uh, <laughs> I... How's it what? going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does not know how to respond. The I forget what exactly the dialogue choices are, but it very much a like I like there's one I think you can kind of mess with, but they're mostly just like a uh what? Yeah. Uh and so immediately you can start to kind of start piecing together what's happening here. Obviously all, we're we're not going to be speaking around this too much the secret with too much secrecy because like it all gets revealed in this section anyway, right? Yeah. Um so obviously this is Akane and she has called and you don't know who she is at this point. Um, and then the other people in the car are like, wait, what's going on? And start talking. And she overhears them, assumes Zenkichi is out partying with other chicks, basically, and says, how could you possibly do this? And hangs up on you. And it's... Um, for me, it I don't think this section ever answers whether Zenkichi is a party dude. <laughs> and sure. if he does actually go out. That yeah, That is she, what I wanted to know this whole time. She accuses him here of being a party dude, and she accuses him later of, like, he just wants to... He just, like, when they're talking about why they moved to Kyoto, right? She says something like, she just, he just wanted me to be close to my grandparents so he could go out drinking all night, right? Um, yeah. But yes, you're right. In that time, we have not actually heard if he is, like, going out and drinking and partying when he should be taking care of her, or if he's doing more what he's saying, which is investigating and being on cases and, and that sort of thing. So there is... It's it's unclear whether this is her perception of him or actually the reality. Yeah. Um. Zenkichi obviously explains, at least somewhat, says it's his daughter, uh, and that they when they arrive in Kyoto, he puts pedal to the metal, they arrive in Kyoto, and he just bolts, right? Goodbye. Yeah. Just leaves immediately. Um, and the gang is left there being like, oh man, we really done did it. <laughs> we really screwed that up. Uh, so they want to go set things straight, and they go to the cemetery where... Akane and Zenkichi are there to mourn uh, the death of her mother, basically. It's it's a very Phantom Thieves thing to want to do, where they're basically like, we want to go make this right, so let's have nine teens, show, or however many teens, show up at a cemetery and just awkwardly stand a little bit far away from a, a father and daughter grieving. Yeah. It's it's very Phantom Thieves. And I believe it's seven teens, a cat, and an AI, and a phone. Thank you. There we go. I was right on the number, but wrong on the makeup of it. <laughs> um, from there, we get this really brutal conversation between Akane and Zenkichi, 
where she just rips into him, right? Says uh, she doesn't want anything to do with him. She can't, he can't catch their mom, her, her mom's killer. Can't even look her in the eye anymore. How could you do this? You know, just like not giving him a, a literal inch of room. Um, and the gang butts in to basically be explain the situation and say, this isn't his fault. He's late because of us. He wasn't out partying. Please believe us. Let him off the hook. Yeah, they um, they really try to take the blame for it. I, I think understandably so. But there's a, a large like, hey, really believe him a little bit like they've i think they very clearly get in this moment of how angry she is but also trying to just do anything to help you know the situation get by a little bit it's a really interesting dynamic to me just because they are so clearly like they're almost at a loss for it like there was there's a certain nature to the conversation where they just keep kind of going and trying to explain again and again that it's not his fault and it's just like oh they really really feel bad about this yeah yeah and and to be fair, there is an air that this is not entirely their fault, right? Yeah. Like, this is this is very clearly, like, the most recent incident in a kind of pattern of her being extremely angry at him. Yeah, I think they really get in the moment that nothing he can say will fix the situation, so the more that they can say that will kind of help tilt the scales is probably the best course of action here. Yeah. And it proves Yeah, exactly. To- what did you make of Akane through all of this, by the way? Like, in terms of, like, her... Because the, the thing they note, right, is that as soon as she apologizes for kind of jumping to conclusions, she's also, like, extremely well-behaved and polite. It's not yeah. like she's just an asshole. <laughs> sure, sure. I mean, you know, the the extreme switch in uh, behavior makes me think, jail, monarch. <laughs> um, but other than that, I thought... I think it's... Uh, a pretty understandable uh, portrayal, not betrayal, of a child clearly dealing with grief that hasn't had a chance to process it in a meaningful or, or important way. Um, sure. And as someone who's like still harbors, whether rightly or wrong, you know, certain beliefs about what happened with her mom's death and the ensuing actions or lack thereof of Zenkichi as we kind of get into throughout all this, not to like get too deep into it, but of like clearly very much as a kid, you see things a certain way. And so to believe like X, Y, and Z of how this happened and really like being able to feel that and not see a larger picture than that, or like assuming certain things, I think, I think it's a a pretty understandable portrayal of a kid. Like I, I didn't, I don't fault her in any way for being that angry, but I also think the fact that she's able to switch, and as we see more of her later in the scene, there's more to her than that. She's not just some, like, angry child archetype, which is a very easy archetype for, like, kids to fall into in media. Yeah, definitely. Uh, She also calls him out for saying, you know, one of the reasons we say he was late is because he's been working on this case with us. Uh, and she says, well, you didn't even tell me you were working on a case, right? So clearly the communication between them is not great. Although the Phantom Thieves trying to smooth that over by being like, well, he's, it's an active investigation. He can't tell you, right? Um, and there's a nice moment here of Ryuji, right? Where, you know, Makoto has, is, as we see again in the next scenes, um, Makoto is sort of the focal point of this, but yeah. Ryuji also cut chimes in and is like, Hey, you know, cut him some slack. Like I can't talk because I put my mom through hell. And that's like this kind of bringing back this, this not arc, but like 
thread from Ryuji in the first game of him being a jerk to his mom and giving her a really hard time after his dad left and then like uh kind of learning to not do that and to be better to her yeah i mean like i think it's fair to say almost every phantom thief has some sort of parental strife that they dealt with pretty apparently in the game in the first game whether it is a literal father or mother an adoptive father or mother or a parental figure like they all kind of went through it, and I except for Morgana, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Maybe Igor and Lavenza are Morgana's parents. Maybe, yeah. I'll take that, I guess. <laughs> it's a real messed up situation, because one of your parents was formerly two different people who then merged. Yeah. Uh, well, families are complicated, okay? It's true. I guess, you know, that's what that's what happens when, when your mom is twins. <laughs> <laughs> indeed um segue guys, out of that one tom yeah the, the gang all pays their <laughs> about uh the gang pays their respects asks to pay their respects to akane's mother uh and the, you kind of get a thing that or i think zenkichi mentions it's been two years since, yeah. since she died um and zenkichi's like hey can we i i'll take you home and she's like no and just leaves without him um and he says he's gonna go home but uh what what where does this come up my notes might be in the wrong order um they talk a little bit about or like what what part are you trying to to about her her parents her mom's parents is that also in this part i have it written down pretty immediately after so yeah yeah. so so senkichi mentions that she's not like on her own on her own because uh, her mom's parents, her grandparents, uh, live right next door, but basically she, like, spends all of her time eating alone in her room. She doesn't really, like, socialize very much. She's very insular. Uh, and the gang is just so funny here because they start worrying about, like, boy, I hope she's eating healthy. Is she getting good vegetables? Like, total dorks, right? Oh, yeah, it's, but it's very fandom thievy of, like, we should do something good for her is kind of where it goes, and it's just like... yeah. It should be making her food. Because, yeah, he's, like, she just eats in a room. I Like, she eats pre-packed food. Um, right. Uh, he sends money, but it's, like, oh, she's malnourished and needs a good meal, so let's go. I really love, like, it's such a, a, such a Phantom Thief thing to immediately after this be, like, we need to go help. Let's cook for them. And <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah. But just this, like, effervescent need to help immediately pops up on them and it's really sweet yeah it is and so they immediately without zenkichi's input just say hey we're going to your house and we're gonna make a meal for your daughter and he's like wait what absolutely not and then they just do it anyway yeah um and immediately you're gonna jump cut to them cooking right and they're kind of involving akane in a cute way right and having her chop vegetables and getting her involved in making curry Uh, And while that's going on, she seems to be opening up a bit to them. And while that's going on, you have this conversation in the living room of their, of his apartment or wherever his home. Um, And uh, Ryuji asks what happened to his wife, her mom, right? Uh, And Zenkichi explains that she died in a hit and run. Uh, She was hit by a car and that no case was ever pursued for it. And that... Uh, he kind of 
cryptically says that the person responsible is out of his reach, yeah. right? Um, and Ryuji and the gang kind of are like, wait, what? We what? what? And then stuff and, you know, food is ready and they start eating and it gets interrupted. Um, and this is a nice little dinner scene, right? She really enjoys the food. Everyone is very cute about it. It's it's just a cute little kind of them all hanging out together. She also notices we talk to Morgana a lot, which causes some uh, yes. confusion. Um, but yeah, I, well, I there's love... a funny moment. There's a funny moment of that at the cemetery, right, where Morgana says something, and Zenkichi starts yelling at the cat, being like, "Don't you open your mouth? Because then, like, I don't want to explain this whole thing to her." Yeah, it's very and Morgana's cute. like, "No, she can't understand me, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, we're good. Don't worry, pal." Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's really cute. It's a very fun, like the first half originally is very serious. Like they, they animate, um, when they're sitting in the living rooms and Kichi to be just like very upset that everyone stormed in, but also a little happy. It's the, like, I'm upset, but it's because I'm happy, but I shouldn't be immediately happy. Like there are boundaries I should be setting, but he's, he's like, it's never felt like this in so long. Um, yeah, and he opens up, right? Like, their their warmth is meant for Akane, but he does open up to them a bit in this whole scene, too. Yeah, but it's very clearly he is not letting all the info about what happened through to them. Right, yeah. right. Um, I just have that Sophia calls Morgana Meowgana written down, which yes. seems like it's worth mentioning. No, that was important. Yeah, that, um, uh, I, I thought maybe that was gonna be, uh... A quiz question, in all honesty. Uh, well, but you know, you probably have others. some other devious thing for us to. get. No, it's 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 no no. But that it's... just seemed like a fun thing to mention. Akane's room has twenty-seven shelves. Name all the books listed on each shelf in alphabetical <laughs> order. Go. Yes. That, well, now you ruined it. Ah, oh, darn! I'm sorry. No. Uh, so uh, Akane likes the curry too, right? They say, we'll teach you how to make it. We'll give you the recipe to the curry or whatever. And then On says, hey, the best way for girls to get to know each other is to all of us go take a bath together. And I'll teach you how to get great skin. Which I'm just going to, again, just chalk up to the bath stuff we were talking about before. Of just being a cultural difference where that is not a thing people in the West do really is go all take baths together. I mean, I also at least initially thought, like, do they mean take her to a bathhouse, I guess? was a thing but I, right. it seems they just meant no we're just gonna go hang out in the bathroom while you yeah suck, it's unclear yeah um <laughs> but anyway. anyway they go off to take a bath together and get to know each other uh zenkichi is kind of up with them and ryuji tries to bring up the mom thing again which is like calm down ryuji it's been a big day man um he just really wants to know it's very funny <laughs> yeah but before that can happen zenkichi's who has been driving for 21 hours straight, seemingly, uh, says, you know, it's been a big day. He's really glad because it's been a while since she's seemed this happy, right, yeah. Akane? Um, but he needs to go to sleep. And he asks you, basically, if you can hang out with Akane in her room and just, like, continue to have a good time with her, which is a very, like a sweet moment from him, right? He very clearly cares about her and, like, wants her to be happy this way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um... As you said, and we definitely get more of a sense of it towards these scenes, so, like, not to spoil too much, but, like, he very clearly cares about her, but is just not great at being a communicative parent, which, like... Right. You know, not everyone is, and so that makes sense. But it's it's very clearly not a lack of love. It's a lack of, like, understanding how to relate and be there in the way that he needs to be. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And uh, so he goes to bed. This, I mean, this whole thing, the, <laughs> part of how I define this whole section of the game, which is why I wanted to spend an episode on it, is like, it feels like Kichi is actually becoming a character in this whole sequence, right? Like, he's part, like, he's driving in the car with you, you're learning more about him, you're learning his thoughts on a bunch of things, you're meeting his daughter, he gets tons of opportunities to be funny and, and charming within that, uh, Akane is a really cool character, it's just, is like, really cool that Zenkichi kind of, through his daughter, gets fleshed out more in this scene, or in these scenes. Yeah, I didn't quite expect us to get this much of a... More, more so because I just didn't know where the game was going to go with him. Because it very much yeah. could set him up as being... And and we'll see, I think, a little bit more in, in the next location. But, like, they, obviously they are... He, at the end of the day, shouldn't be becoming friends with them. But he kind of can't help it. Yeah. Um, At least for what he is supposed to be doing. And so to get a more a better understanding of who he is as a character feels important before what I assume is going to be like a larger thing between him and the group. Comes right. Anyway, anyway, you go into, excuse me, Akane's room. It's so funny. Uh, and it is totally covered in phantom thief merch. And she is a total fangirl, uh, and is obsessed with the phantom thieves and is excited to tell you all about the phantom thieves. <laughs> My favorite thing in this at some point early on when you learn this is that there's a just like you know one of those non-voiced lines where it's just like a like stage direction basically that just says makoto is giving us all a loaded expression yep <laughs> which is just so amazing to me because it's like makoto's like don't you dare say a word none of you break none of you break <laughs> like, and then you get multiple dialogue options throughout the scene to be like but we are the phantom thieves it's just oh like, yeah you can just and i think i pressed it the second time and they just kind of like play it off as if you didn't say anything yeah the oh. first time is very funny um uh you can just say we are the phantom thieves and i think she basically just ignores you <laughs> yeah it's there's pretty much no uh response to it which is i'm like all right cool i guess play it off that way but um yeah, yeah it's very cute there's one part where they mention here that i appreciated of like um I, and maybe it comes up a little bit after sort of the thing that happens but they they kind of talk about like oh yeah it makes sense that there are more fandoms out there than like they think of the fan site obviously but it's more to it than that and they're yeah um, they're getting a sense, obviously, that there are people who love them and are, I, I like it as a, a, a little bit of a commentary on like fan culture here at this point of like, we're all Phantom Thieves fans and here's what it's like for them in, in world. Yeah. It's also nice to kind of reestablish that people actually like them or care about them because in the first game there was Phantom Thief merch being sold, but it was sort of the whole fan phantom thieves fandom that played out in the base game was manufactured by the enemy to get them to rise higher so that they would fall harder right so removed from that to see people that are just fans of them is kind of nice yeah yeah and uh boy are there fans because she hosts a live stream yeah she she hosts a live stream 
that is uh, all about the Phantom Thieves and just talking like she literally like holds up an action figure of Joker or whatever and like, like does well. his voice and you can get really embarrassed about it, which is very funny. She calls um, the fans the Phantom Freaks, which I yeah. appreciated as a good name. Uh, Phantom Freaks. Yeah, with a yeah. PH. It's it's quite good. Yeah. Um, I love that they gave the in-universe fandom, like, n- a name. <laughs> yeah, it's really... I, what I also just liked about the scene, because they start to talk about, like, the reality of it, and they're like, oh, she has 50,000 subscribers. Man, she could be doing this for a living. Like, they're kind of... It, it's like the Phantom Thieves are just discovering, like, Twitch. And yeah. I'm sort of just like, huh, yeah, there's an opportunity here. Um, yeah, and it also is just like... I mean, there was already YouTube... And that yes. sort of thing. It's not like that was not existent when when Persona 5 base came out. But I do think that Twitch has re- risen the... bigger than ever, right, yeah. when this game came out. Um, and so it is, it is cool of this game to head-on address sort of more, you know, like you said, like how fandom happens. Like, it, it is not, the irony is not lost on us that we are literally sitting here doing a Persona fan show... As we're talking about the in-universe Persona fan show that's being done, right? What dummies. Imagine taking all that time to talk about the Phantom Thieves on the internet. Ridiculous. Anyway, Tom, so the Phantom Thieves, what did they do next? Tell me, I gotta know. (laughs) Uh, So, what they did next is, there's this funny moment where, like, she's doing her show and they're, like, all just sitting around talking during it, which is very rude and definitely could be picked up on the mic, but that's neither here nor there. Um... Yeah, so they, they, they generally are, like, cool with all of this, right? Like, they sort of just accept it and think it's neat that people are, like, into them this much, as yeah. long as it's not harming anything. And uh, Akane says that, you know, it's been really good for her, right? I think she mentions later that it's been a nice, like, distraction for her. And But she does say, you know, since she's been doing it, her grades have been slipping. And Makoto, without missing a beat, is like, I'll help you study. Yep. Instantly. It was so just very, very in character. I loved it. Yeah. So Makoto says, I'll go help you study. They go back into the living room. Um, I mean, it's just hilarious, right? Like to think about how many camera angles and rooms Zenkichi's house has when you're like, didn't think anything was going to be like, it's like a tiny little thing. And then it's like, oh, we're going to have two different camera angles of his living room. And we're going to also have her room. And then also it's like. It's like a, this is a whole deal. <laughs> oh yeah. This gets set up like enough, probably as much as the cafe to a certain extent of like how much of it we see. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway. We go uh, study. So they, they go help her study. Uh, and this is where the dam sort of breaks and Makoto and Akane have a really close connection kind of moment where Makoto empathizes with her in a way that within this group only Makoto can right? Because Akane says that she doesn't have any friends. She's mad at her dad for moving them from Tokyo to Kyoto after the accident. Uh, and that he, and she's also mad at him for not pursuing their mom's killer. Um, she says she's been depressed since her mom died. Uh, but that making this channel, this, the phantom freaks sort of live stream thing is been really helping her. Um, and, feels like she's just sort of alone here and like we mentioned earlier thinks that her dad moved her just so that her grandparents could take care of her and he could go off and sort of ignore her is her perception of the situation um 
And Makoto basically has lived a very similar experience, right? Where her mom died when they were young and her dad was a cop who went off and, you know, wasn't home very often because he was working. And she literally, she had her sister, but she literally had this very similar experience of her childhood. Um, And so Akane listens to her in a way that I think she wouldn't many other people within this. Oh, yeah. I think... <clears throat> if any of the rest of them were trying to convince her, I, I think she'd maybe hear them a little bit, but then as soon as it gets a little too deep, feel it. I, I could see her feeling it was inauthentic in a way that she, you can't make that excuse for what Makoto is saying to her where it's like, no, she, right. she knows this. Um, and it, it does get her to really break down the walls a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Uh, there's some, a couple other important sort of things come out in this moment. Uh, One, Akane says that she saw the driver, like the face of the driver that killed her mom, but, and she tried to tell the cops and she tried to tell all these people and no one cared. And at first Zenkichi really cared and then he sort of just dropped it, right? Um, And that there, I think, this was kind of like confusingly worded, but I believe the way they, they explained it was that she saw the the person who did it and knows who did it, but his secretary left a suicide note claiming that she hit their mom. So like the case was just dropped. Yeah. It feels like just it, what confused me was the language of suicide note. And I think it's right. just the idea that of like, it was, it was a, a manslaughter essentially here. And then yeah. yeah, the secretary takes the blame for it. Right. Is basically what happens. Because I, I yeah. was a little confused, too, about the wording here. But I think that's what... I, the way I interpreted it was that the secretary, quote-unquote, committed suicide and took the blame for the, oh. the accident in their note. Okay, okay. I don't think I understood that the secretary would have died there. But that, w- that would make sense. I guess, I could, wasn't sure if... Yeah. It could be that the mom was the one who theoretically had a suicide note. Well, that would have been weird to me. Yeah, like, I, it, it's a little unclear. Yeah. But I think that is the way that it is described, is that basically she saw a dude do it, then her secret- that, that dude's secretary died and left a suicide note saying that she did it. That would make sense. Yeah. Um, I think. That Which also make- ties into Futaba's sort of backstory, right, of, like, a mom getting hit by a car and a... a supposedly fake suicide note yeah so i think that that tracks more yeah yeah uh so that was a little confusing but i think that's the way that was supposed to be explained they don't really dwell on it very much um because again there's something like it's not a spoiler to say there's something weird going on with that whole situation right there's more to it than we know in some way or another yeah um Beyond that, Akane then also says that she kind of blames him not pursuing the killer, right? As, like, him not caring about her. And Makoto sort of shuts that down as quick as she can of being like, your dad really cares about you. He's just doing all this other stuff and he doesn't know how to express it and all that. Um, And she encourages Akane not to push him away, to tell him how she feels. Akane cries a lot. And everyone's like, ah, dang. <laughs> Pretty <laughs> yeah, much. That's mostly where I get... I, it's a bit of a longer conversation for sure, but I think, yeah, that pretty much yes. boils it down. Of just like, 
Yeah, tell me how you thought about it, what you're feeling on No, totally. I think I liked about it that, uh, you know, obviously they're dealing with a teenager and, and she's feeling a lot and not wanting to invalidate what she's feeling. But Makoto basically, like, I like that Makoto doesn't let her off the hook here. It right. is very much like, no, I know this is what you think, but I, based on how he acts and based on what I have spoken to him about, he does care. He may not be great at showing it, but, like, there is more to it than you're assuming. And I think she needed, Akane needs to hear this from someone like Makoto. Like she couldn't have, if Zenkichi was like, no, I really do care. She wouldn't have listened, you know, for for understandable reasons, but she needed someone like this to, if there's a chance for them to have a better relationship, it needed to come from someone like this. So I, I appreciated how I think stern Makoto was, but not in a like angry way, just in a very, like I, there are experiences you have not lived through, kid. <laughs> and yeah. even though we are still kids, like I, I know what you're dealing with. Yeah, because Makoto specifically brings up too, right? That she she says like, after my father died, like I had these regrets of things I wish I had done, and like you shouldn't have that too, right? Yeah, exactly. So she she has been there for sure, hundred percent. Um. Which is just, again, like, I know they wrote it this way, and it's convenient because they wrote it this way, but also, it's just a super cool way to tie her into this group kind of better. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. And, I, and to tie the stories together and all that. No, I mean, everything that happens, especially in this, is incredibly convenient for how much it lines up with the Phantom Of course. Theory. But I'm here yeah. for learning about how they've progressed, and it's fine for, like, this is a thing where I'm okay with it being very on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the final little bit on the 14th is that it fades to black and you hear Zenkichi be like, ah, those darn kids, which means that he was up all night and heard all of this, right? Uh, which is important in in a different way. Yeah. And we go to the 15th and this is basically just a very quick goodbye with Akane, uh, where Zenkichi says that he's going to take some time off after this case is done and that, you know, they can, maybe they'll they can go to an amusement park and Akane is kind of no, like, I'm not a, yeah, I'm not a kid anymore. <laughs> you idiot. Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, it's a clear, like he's, tr- uh, as you said, like him overhearing everything it's here. He clearly trying to extend an olive branch of like, let's take time to maybe work through this. And the, yeah. the amusement park was just the first thing that came to mind. And I say, I'm still going to amusement parks. It's great. Lighten up yeah. Akane. Come on. She's in her rebellious years, apparently. That's fair. Uh, where even roller coasters aren't fun. Yeah, and I like also that the group eggs her on here. Like, again, like you were saying, doesn't really, like, tries to not let her get away with it. Where she, like, is really mean to him again, and they're like, come on, he's trying. Yeah. Which I, like, doing right in front of him is very funny, too. Yeah. But she does, right? She, she, she says like she tries to open up a little bit more she says goodbyes to all the the phantom thieves and gives you a little mini umbrella to hang in the car um and then you're like aren't you forgetting one goodbye uh (laughs) and she what what does she say she says something really really innocuous like she says like be careful she tells him to be careful yeah and everyone's like really that's 
that that's all you got and Zenkichi is like oh yeah totally I'll be really careful thanks and like it's like the even the tiniest breadcrumb of affection from her is like a full meal to him oh yeah he re- real desperate fatherhood right now but like he'll take what he can get because it's it's clearly a step above where it was even yesterday of what we saw so yeah yeah baby steps baby steps uh so then they head off to Okinawa and uh August 16th doesn't exist <laughs> Whew, man, after all these days, minute by minute, going through. I know, right? It's so funny. Like, this game is so condensed, and you, you're you doing everything. You're stopping, and you're showing every rest stop. It's showing every night camping, right? And then from the 15th, the morning of the 15th, all through the 16th, it's just gone. Well, they didn't want to do any tourism for Kobe. We didn't get any sort of implication of the delectable treats and foods of the region. Nope. I, it's just a very We're on fun. a boat now. Yep, we're on the boat on August 17th. Here we are. And the the thing, based on a, a kind of things that Kichi says later, it sounds like they basically have been on the boat for most of the 15th, all of the 16th, and then most of the 17th, right? Yeah. So, because like we talked about before, Okinawa is an island that's pretty far away from mainland Japan. Um, so they had to take this ship down because they didn't want to fly or whatever. Uh, and they needed to bring the car with them, of course. Because <laughs> uh, uh, where else would you go in to make food and go shopping and all those other things. That's that's such a, I feel like our producers, like, we can't just make a, a new main splash page for all of them. We put so much effort into the van. It has to come along. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I don't blame them. And then on the 17th, you get this first sort of, like, shot of them enjoying the boat, right? Them looking out over the sea. This incredible moment where Futaba makes Ryuji get on his hands and knees and stands on his back and then puts Morgana on her head and starts singing Celine Dion from Titanic as she does the pose. I was like, what is going on here? Are we going to get into litigious territory with Persona? (laughs) She literally starts singing that song. Like, only like the first you know two notes of it or whatever but it is dead on i feel like the the best thing i can say about them getting away with it is that like it seems very purposefully done to be so off key yeah that it doesn't uh there's no issue there i guess but yeah yeah it was very funny zenkichi has maybe the best delivered line in the entire game so far where he looks at them doing this and just goes you guys are so stupid yeah (laughs) like yeah just absolute savage. It's great. Uh, I'm also trying to look up what a boat ride between the mainland and Okinawa would take. Nice. Uh, we get to the town of Kukojima on the island of Okinawa, which is a little town uh, that they they say has exploded in, in population recently, right? Uh, or more recently. And you set out to find this secret lab, but of course Sophia has... No information on where that lab may be because it's a secret lab. So you decide you have to ask around, um, ask the locals, see what they know. Which I do like the idea of like, we can't find the secret lab. There's no information about it. Let's ask random people if they know about the secret lab. Yeah. That, spoilers, is very obviously right there. (laughs) If they had all just like looked over, oh, there's the lab we found. Yeah, there's even one guy that you ask who's like, Oh, you mean that big building up on the hill? (laughs) 
it's a oh, very yeah. funny like i know they needed to do an infiltration sort of thing or like investigation but it's just a very amusing like yes yeah, it's, it's right there yeah and we'll talk about the investigation in just a sec but there's one more scene before that which yes. is Zenkichi behind the van calling the commissioner to check in and being like she's like why haven't you checked in in three days and he's like i've been on the ocean yeah um and the information that he gives her is nothing nefarious, right? It is just filling her in on what's been going on with the secret lab. She says they've been researching Medice and kind of going down that path. It is, for all intents and purposes, what has he has been presenting to the Phantom Thieves, with the exception of one thing, which is that the commissioner says, reminds him not to get too close, right? Because basically her point is, Whenever we eventually get pressed to turn in a culprit, right, we're gonna, we have, they're, you're keeping them around not just to help you investigate, but also whenever somebody higher up says we need results, we have them to arrest and turn in. Yeah, yeah. It's a Um, very sort of, I think it's been intimated up until this point of the idea that, the, he he's been there for ulterior motives, but I think this is the probably the first time it's so clearly put that he is there to have them be like their fallback plan. Essentially, I don't yeah. know if it's been said so much, so not clearly not yet. this explicitly. Yeah, um, and it is also, to be fair, pretty in line with what Zenkichi said at the beginning when he first made a deal with them, being like, "Listen." They could bust in and arrest you right now. Yeah. But I don't believe that you are the culprit, and I would like to get the actual person responsible for this. Exactly. So help me do that, and then you won't get arrested. Yep. And Let, so, so like, t- to that extent, he has been pretty upfront with them about that part of it. The part that he has not said, though, is if we don't catch them quick enough, I'm arresting you either way. Yeah. I think it would, I get why he's not. And obviously it's one of those things where I'm like, this will probably be revealed and they will probably be very upset and it will create this tension. But it's like, if he were to have said that in the first place, he, they wouldn't have trusted him. Uh, Yeah. He wouldn't have been able to help them in this way. So it may, it all makes sense, but it's one of those like, Oh, this, this is Chekhov's information, I guess. It's it's just waiting to kind of bubble up and uh, cause some issues, but exactly. And uh, he sort of, after this phone call, lets out a deep sigh, right? So there's sort of an implication that he's, you know, they just literally helped mend his relationship with his estranged daughter. Like, he's might be having second, he might be getting too close, right? Oh, yeah. Like, there's a, there's a little bit of a hint of that. Oh, yeah. Um, Her saying, don't get too close to them is like, too late for that, ma'am. You should have yeah. called three days ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it also plays into what he was saying earlier in the car, right? Of like, this is, you know, at a certain point, we can't get justice because we just have to listen to what our higher ups said, right? Is like literally one of the things he was complaining about before. And now here it is as a thing um, in practice with him and them. So yeah, it's, it's wrought with, uh, this call compared to the last time you see him talking to his commissioner seems definitely more like, uh, he seems more conflicted, I guess is the right way to put it. Absolutely. And you would presume also with time passing, including a day, we don't know what happened. Um, anything could have happened. Anything, uh, that obviously there is probably more pressure to, uh, 
you know, get some results sooner than later, or that they know that pressure is going to come down. It's just a matter of time sort of thing. Right, right. So, uh, we are going to touch on this beginning part and go up through this cutscene because we have a little time to do so. Uh, and this is a funny bit, right, in <laughs> Kukojima because it says investigation start and you have to go investigate, but there's no investigation percentage bar in the way that there has been for the last three. Um, and you I, sort of go around... Oh, please. I was going to say, I didn't try, but I assume if you just kind of walk toward the back, it would solve it for you. Like, I assume I, it was proximity-based. Yeah, I think you don't have to talk to everyone in the yeah. way that you did the other thing. Yeah. Or the other ones. Um, if you, you go around and you do talk to people, though, you get a little bit of um, information, right? You see the Shisa statues, which are Shisa are literally creatures in... If you played Persona 5, right, you've seen and fought and used Shisas before. So yeah. I, Futaba has this funny line where she's like, I've never seen them in like real life before. And it's it's like just a statue of them. Yeah, it's very cute. You get a recipe for like goat stew at a store. But the main thing with the investigation is that nobody knows anything. And Makoto, I think it is, says that people seem a little bit like evasive about it, right? And you can talk to some guy who's like, you ask him and he's like, why don't you go to the beach instead? That would be better, right? And like, so clearly something is going on here where like people are like dodging your questions about it. I can only hope it's like a Truman Show scenario where they're all paid actors and it's just like the beach <laughs> is a total front for the secret yeah. lab and, and all of them are just like doing the same thing every day. Yeah. Yeah, that would be... Pretty lovely, actually, if it was just straight up Truman Show. <laughs> um, anyway, moving on. You do go to the back. You go to this big arch with, like, a sacred festoon on it, which is just, like, a sacred decoration over this arch. Um, and Zenkichi says, hey, there's a big building up here, but it's, like, weirdly being, like, there's, like, a revered path up to it, right? It's, yeah. like, odd. <laughs> um... And you're sort of questioning it. The There's jokes about ghosts and zombies, and Makoto gets very scared. I, and do, I do like this runner that they're afraid of the supernatural. Because there's that in, <laughs> yeah. in, uh, in the last town to, in Sapporo. Yeah, the haunted were, house. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, oh, yeah, they're they're just scared now of, of ghosts. And this is weirdly, it's a very cute Scooby-Doo nod, maybe. G-g-g-ghosts? Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we, we get to this place. There's the, uh, they ask about a jail for Sophia. Yeah. Um, Sophia asks, they ask if Sophia smells a jail. She says she doesn't, but she is getting like a bad feeling about the area, right? It's not that she smells a jail. It's definitely, she very specifically says there's definitely not a jail here, mm-hmm. but it smells weird or there's something kind of going on that I can't put my finger on. Yeah. Um, and you go up to the building, the big building through this, this path, and there's a sign on the window that straight up says, we're closed for personal matters or whatever, and we'll be back tomorrow on the 18th. But Tom, what if we broke in right now? Let's do it. Come on. It's going to be great. (laughs) They're so ready to break in too. They're so immediately like, yep, let's go. And he's like, that, Zakichi's like, that is a felony. Like, 
All of the evidence would be inadmissible. We cannot do this. It's very, it's a very cute moment where it's like, it would literally hurt all of us to go do that. Stop. Please do not do this. Yeah. Uh, so, of course, what do they have to do? They got to lay low and act like normal tourists, which means beach trip. We still got our vacation. Beach trip. Beach trip. Uh, Yusuke is very excited about the lobsters. Everyone is very excited about going to the beach. And so they go to the beach because literally they just have to sit around until tomorrow. And we need a beach trip on this summer vacation story. Yeah, it's so funny that they're immediately like, well, we can't do anything. We're at the beach. Let's just go party. I would be so stressed only thinking about what was about to happen. I could not enjoy the beach. Like if this were me personally, I would be just (laughs) thinking through the entire scenario the whole time. But hey, yeah. more power to them. They can instantly go. Yeah, you go get... So there's kind of like an off-screen thing where you go get groceries to like get ready for the beach. And then you go to the beach and everyone's super excited. Some of them run out immediately. Uh, Zenkichi's like, I'm going to go back to the camper and just like do paperwork or whatever. And you convince him not to do that and instead to come relax. I like that the reasoning is like, it'll be too suspicious if you're just a man in a suit doing paperwork by the beach. So you got to come hang out with us, man. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Sophia says that she checks, she wants to go in the ocean because she's never been in water before. And she double checks that your phone is waterproof so yeah. you can bring it into the ocean with her. It's very cute. It's like, yeah, it's, it's chill. We're good. The phone, the phone will survive. I'm okay. Yeah. And then you get the best cutscene in the entire game which is this beach day cutscene that just is, is so much fun. Um, starting with, you know, on beautifully coming out of the water and the boys being weird horn dogs about it. Yeah. I was going to say other than that part where of course <laughs> they have to get the boys to be horny for five seconds. Cause it's a cutscene. but I will say the reaction shot is very funny because like Ryuji is being like stupid, silly Gaga, but Joker just kind of just like, pushes up his glasses in a very anime way that is just like very funny to me that reaction i gotta say it's you know i've been been through several of these games now obviously watched anime and i know that this trope exists of the beach like shots and all of that but i swear yeah. every time i'm playing persona and one of these scenes comes up and it's about like one of the boys going gaga over one of the girls it's just always the time when my partner is also in the room and she's she's seen most of persona <laughs> by now the first time i played so like she knows it which is one of those things where i'm like how do you have this timing to always show up right when these scenes are happening as if it's like weirdly planned but uh yeah, it makes you just a little weird for a second, and then it's a fun rest of the Yeah, and then it's a fun time. You get yeah. the next shot being, I think, maybe my favorite visual gag in this entire video game, which is Makoto is swimming. Like, it's beautiful under the water, right? Like, it's a, like a coral reef. Yeah. And Makoto is swimming along underwater, and Yusuke is doing this, like, framing her with his hands thing, watching her, which could be, again really weird and creepy that he's just watching his friend swimming and then he swims by a lobster and the lobster immediately makes him stop and then he's just staring at the lobster instead because it's like he has this obsession with lobsters being this beautiful form (laughs) so he just completely moves on from makoto it's like oh my god i love that moment i love yusuke so much it's very perfect for their like it just every, at every point, I think they make a very good point of saying like Yusuke, he is that person, like the artist who is obsessed with like image and form and, and view and things like that, but not in a, at least for him, not in a like 
sexual way is not yeah. where this interest comes from. I thought you were going to talk about the Sophia gag because that was my favorite gag. Oh, yeah. Well, please. Yeah. Her, her underwater and a Joker holding her up on the phone to take a photo and she uses the phone app or the fo- the yeah. camera app to like take it. It's just so, like she holds that up. It's just such a cute. I was like, that's really clever, actually. That's very funny. That yeah, she's just it's a very big app bit. And, like, yep, there you go. Because it looks like a camera. She's exactly. still holding a camera. Yeah, it's really cute. And then... Uh, Her being underwater is just very sweet, right? She's so excited about it. Yeah, yeah, it's very um, cute. Yeah, and then you get Zenkichi on the beach, <laughs> which is another one of my favorite moments in this This whole thing is, like, they've buried Zenkichi. Zenkichi has fallen asleep on the beach, and they've buried him and made him look like a mermaid. And he gets so angry. It's so funny how angry <laughs> my he gets. F- but, like, this is another moment of, like, uh, how much I love Zenkichi is, like, he looks down and he's like, huh, this is some pretty good work for you meddling kids. And then he gets up and as he's running, he's like, get back here, you're all under arrest as he's, yeah. like, as they're running away. He's very, it's it's a very, like, playful anger. It's, yeah, yeah. it's really well done. I, I, I enjoyed the scene a lot for, again, I think needing all of them to kind of decompress after, especially a very serious batch of scenes with his, yeah. fa- with his daughter and everything. And this is, this is what I was talking about. If for people who listened to the original season of take your time, you've heard me mention a lot. I think on that show, how I thought now referencing them directly, Zenkichi <laughs> and Sophia were much more enjoyable, interesting. And like, it's moments like this that makes me feel that way, gotcha. right? Okay. Where like, Maruki, again, I'm not knocking his story, but like, Zenkichi just gets so many more moments within this story to be charming and funny and weird and like a total like... He, he just gets so many more... His personality is so much more vibrant than Maruki, who's very one note throughout most of that game. Gotcha. Um, like, I just love Zenkichi looking down and complimenting them before storming out of the sand is just, like... It's just so good. It's, it's just right. such a good bit. Yeah. This whole, this whole cutscene is, like, one of my favorites in the game. It's one of the reasons I really wanted to, like make sure we had time to talk about it right and not do it in a big bulk with other stuff yeah well it's a good capper to end on because it's a a very sweet happy turn before i assume serious stuff starts to happen <gasps> zombies and ghosts yes zombies and g- g- ghosts. <laughs> uh anyway the last sort of moment of this is it's now the sun is setting uh you're given an opportunity to walk around the beach morgana goes off and explores on his own zenkichi is like hey, I'm going to go back to the camper. Um, and he says some weird stuff here, right? Where he's like, he's got a bad feeling. And he's like, once we're ready, like, be ready. Like, once you're ready to go, like, like be ready. And yeah. he's kind of like, Morgana's even like, that's like weird. What is he talking about? Yeah. And so his like cop senses are tingling basically, but we don't really know why. Um, and then you're given an opportunity, which we won't get into right now. We'll talk about some of this as we lead into the next episode. Um, but you're given an opportunity now to wander around this beach area that you haven't yet. Um, but we felt like this was a good stopping place to kind of recoup. We got some big stuff out of the way. We have a full episode we've already talked about. And next week, we'll get into the rest of uh, Kukojima. And so for next week, we'll plan to play up until we leave? 
That is the current plan. Okay. So this is the thing is we're, again, we're going to kind of give an update at that about that at the beginning of next episode. The current plan is to play through, have next episode cover up until you leave Okinawa. Um, that might adjust a little past that, but we'll have to see. Uh, otherwise, probably that is the target. And I'm excited because this is some weird stuff, right? Like, we don't have... Like, every time we've stopped at a point like this right before the next step of the thing, it's the next step of the thing has been a very clear jail with a monarch that we know about and the investigation has been done. So I'm excited to leave this on a little bit of a cliffhanger for you, Jonathan, of like, who knows where we're going from here? Yeah, I, I didn't play ahead at all. I did a few, because a bunch of requests. I guess that's the only thing I did. You get a bunch of yeah. requests to do. So I just did those because I was like, let me get these out of the way. They'll probably help me out in terms of the shop and stuff. But I haven't progressed in the story. So I'm totally going in. You know, this week I didn't come in with any foreknowledge. And I have no idea what will happen next. And I'm very excited for it. Yay, I'm excited. I'm excited for this kind of... We're getting into the meat of some stuff now. And I'm I'm really pumped to, to have you see the second phase of this game, for, for lack of a better way of putting it. Perfect. Well, before we do that, Tom, what arcane question of, of quizzes do you have for us today? Well, uh, let me see. I've got two. Okay. Um. Or do you? You just, he's, he, for uh, audio listeners, he's thinking uh, deeply or he's milking for time. I can't tell. Okay. I'm going to go with two because there were a couple weird ones. There were a couple ones to pick from this week. So I just, I'm just going to go with two. The first question, when they're making curry and uh, in Kyoto, Mm -hmm. they talk about how the Kyoto curry is so much better than, than the, uh, the normal curry. For a very particular reason, and actually that is mechanically true because then you get the ingredients for, you get the recipe for Kyoto curry, oh. and it is, gives more SP than regular LeBlanc curry, which, mm-hmm. you know, I might have to fight someone about, but that's okay. <laughs> Why is it so much better? What ingredient specifically okay. do they call out as making Kyoto curry so delicious is the first question. Okay. Actually, let's just leave it at that. The other question's not as fun. Okay, okay. Sure. That said... Oh, God. We do have a question sponsored by the Japanese Tourism Board. Not not a sponsor. uh, Just came in. Hashtag sponsored, hashtag ad. Nope, neither of those things. (laughs) I'm going to have to... The YouTube algorithm is going to be like, they're serious. We're going to have to make this a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Go for it. Um... The, the the Japanese Tourism Board has asked me to uh, ask you, uh, what is the tourism slogan of Kukojima oh. that increased its population from 200 to 1,000 in such a short time? That's the other question for y'all. The lab makes people. <laughs> Goat stew is people? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I'm telling green. you. That would be so funny if this was just got real dark real quickly of just this. They're all robots. Yeah. This place is super messed up. It's horrible. And again, it's also one of those things where I'm like, I don't know if what you're saying you're playing off as a joke and then it ends up being true. Who knows? I don't know anymore. I did do that with some serious stuff last time. Yeah. Yep. 
Ah. Uh, now he's so suspicious. Anyway, those Go are your two it. questions. One from me, one from the Japanese Tourism Board. Uh, of course. <laughs> You're, no, like, legitimately just, upset. Just hashtag not mad. Not, no, I'm not. <laughs> um, anyway, that's all we've got for today. Uh, we'll be back next week again to see what's going on in the mystery at Kukojima. Uh, a Knives Out story? I don't know. <laughs> Jonathan if, is so mad at if, me now. I'm sorry. If Daniel Craig popped up in this game and was if it was a southern <laughs> gentleman ready to solve a murder, I would be I would be delighted. Uh, what are we doing? This end has gone off the rails in the way they have been recently. So that's all we've got. If you want to leave your question or your answer to either of those questions, it's at youtube.com slash dornology in the comments. I'm at Tom R. Marks. He's at JM Dornbush. Uh, you can email us at dornology at gmail.com. I got them all. And we'd love to hear from you. You can also leave a comment on Spotify, of course, if there's a thing going on there. We'd love to hear from you there. And if you're enjoying the show... Like, subscribe, rate, all of those things. We do appreciate it. The the show of support. We love hearing from you either way. Anyway, that's all we got. Jonathan, I guess we'll see him next week. Uh, Japan, call us if you want to sponsor the show, I guess. <laughs> Just Japan, please call. The, the entire country. Yeah. Thank you. 